Actually we've been going. I'm so sorry, guys. This audio has been out the entire time. Oh, nice. That's why I couldn't hear. I was wondering. Someone mm. just told us. Thanks, Chris, for letting us know. Or whoever that is, Harrison. Thanks for letting us know. Reddit did to do and welcome into more important <laughs> issues. <laughs> We're back. God dang it. We're struggling like the balls. Yeah. It's fine. <sighs> we caught it before it got too out of hand. Yeah. Before I got mad. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't mad yet. I was getting there. Yeah. We got it before uh, we went on a six game losing streak. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Um, let's, well, we need to recap all of that. Thank you all for hanging in there during those technical difficulties. I greatly appreciate it. This is why y'all are awesome. This yeah, is why people Vol on fans... Facebook are like, no sound, no sound, no sound. <laughs> this is why Vol fans are the best. Yeah. Y'all hang, hang around even in the tough times. So we appreciate you all. We that do. was just all cuss words for that. <laughs> it was <laughs> all bleeped out. Period. Yeah, it was all bleeped out. And you should understand why. You should understand why. Yeah, yeah. That, that was all it was. Um, we'll recap where we were at. We were talking to each other. Yeah. We could hear each other. Mm-hmm. That was good. Tons uh, of cuss words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I told Landon, I think JG is going to be the starter next time because I don't think Jeremy Pruitt is capable of making good sound decisions. He hasn't done it to this point. Why would he start now? Dude, I just... I said it last shot. I wish he would do something to help himself out. But right. everything he does right now, like the post-game press conference... Just getting mad at the media. It's like, dude. And I understand it's frustrating. They're asking you what seems like simple questions, but you're not you're not winning. Right. Also, Austin Price, he gets frustrated. Austin Price tosses him a softball. I think a lot of fans were mad about the loss, but were pleased with the way Harrison Bailey played. Mm-hmm. We're even pleased, even though they're frustrated, they don't understand why Shrout played. And that's fair to not understand. But we're like, you know, there are some positives we can take from this game. Not saying that it was a moral victory because those don't really exist, but the team competed. They they fought hard. You saw some positive. Austin Price tosses in that one. where, And he's kind of been doing that all year where he goes, um, you know, he's like, well, there were some positives. From and now all of a sudden, it's just like he wants to fight you on everything. Yep. And it shows me that his time is dwindling mm-hmm. when he does that. It was yep. the same thing with Butch Jones. Um, it's just... When you start turning on the media, you're, you're like, okay. I don't think it's turn on the media. It's just like just being negative back at them. It's right, just like, like yeah, they're doing their job too, right? And, and I just they're you're doing a crappy job at your job, but they're also <laughs> trying not to do a crappy job, right? So. I, and I'm I don't none of the questions that I heard him get angry about. I was like, well, he has a right to be angry. There's none of them. Yeah, would you not rather answer questions about the game than just on COVID stuff? Right. I feel like that's the only thing he's asked about in the Monday press conferences. I would be more mad about that. I'm like, he's like, guys, we can't. I can't tell you who is out. Yeah, I would understand that. But after the game, when they're asking specifically about, about that the game, game. <laughs> why are you why are you that upset? Just don't do the press conference. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it'd probably look better. Um, yeah, like Butch Jones after Vanderbilt. Yeah, was it Vanderbilt, Missouri? I don't remember. Missouri, I think. When it was just Josh Dobbs that met the media, I think it was Missouri in yeah. sixteen. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just, it's so frustrating. And he gets mad about the quarterback question. Well, tonight we saw two quarterbacks that look better than the guy you put out there. So it is a fair question to go, what did you see in them that started them this week? Or I think, played it, them? I think it was Vanderbilt. We beat Missouri in, in 16, 16. You're right, we did. So it was Vanderbilt when Josh Dobbs yeah. came alone. But it's just, the quarterback question is a great question. And now it's not just about practice. I think Shrout played enough that it was significant game time. He scored two touchdowns. It was yeah. significant game time. You've seen Shrout and Bailey play in more than just practice. 
So you can't just – it can't just be about practice now. I thought Harrison Bailey played really well. I thought the offense looked better with Harrison Bailey. I thought the offensive play calling looked better with Harrison Bailey in the game. Yep. If your play caller is more comfortable, play him. Also, he completed a swing pass, a screen, whatever you want to call it. It's crazy what, the, what an offensive genius like Jim Chaney can – can think of if he has a quarterback that's competent enough to complete a screen. How much more effective are they when you throw good balls? Not just catch them, because you know there's been some that he's caught that have been at ankles or that they've almost had to jump for. But how much more effective are they when they hit him in the numbers and let him go forward? Holy crap! I thought you, I used to hate him. Yesterday I was like, keep throwing them or, or throwing <laughs> balls where only your receiver yeah. can get it. And Harrison Bailey did. I'm not saying he played a perfect game. Uh, that first that first third down pass dribbled it. We'll chalk it up to nerves because. That was his first pass of the game. He right? didn't do anything that I was like, man, yeah, he probably wasn't ready to play. Right. That, and, and, I mean, I'd say his biggest mistake of the day, and I know you'll agree with this because you were very angry about it. Maybe not very angry, but you were angry. Uh, the intentional grounding. Yeah. And, and you know what we'll call that? A freshman mistake. It's, it's a lot easier to, to say, you know, he's a freshman than, oh, a fifth-year senior just did that. Frustrating because it probably cost you three points. Mm-hmm. It's a mistake he made, probably his biggest one, but freshman error. Hopefully he won't make it. If he makes it twice, we'll start talking, really talking about but it. But why was he pulled? Can we get into that? Why Why did they get – I mean, I thought JT Shroud played well. I don't yeah, want to take too. anything away from, from what he did, but why – if you thought Harrison Bailey was your guy going into the Florida game, why did you pull him? Would JG have gotten pulled then? <laughs> he hasn't to this point. Right. Arkansas was much later. Yeah. It was already – yeah. It was, it was already gone. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's tough. Oh man. All right, we already we already gave you a little preview of the Florida recap. We're gonna really get into it. We yeah. are. Um, sorry that you guys missed the first three or four minutes of the show. Again, appreciate you all hanging on. Um, we are gonna recap the Florida game. We're gonna talk about the QB situation because, um, actually, we said that the quarterback situation, which is the most important player on your team, has is the most uh, the probably the worst part about your team. Even worse, the most important position in your program, your head coach, is currently the worst, doing the worst job right now. I agree. Yeah. So, and I, you can blame it on the offensive coordinator, but he facilitates all that. You can blame it on Chris Winkie, but he facilitates all that. So, we will talk about the QB situation, though, because unlike Jeremy, what Jeremy Pruitt thinks, I think it is very, very, very important, and it does matter. And it's not safe to assume that you're just playing the best guy. We'll talk about that. We'll get into that. We're going to talk about some guys who impressed us because, like I said, there were some positives of that game. And I'm not calling it a moral victory. I'm not calling it. But there were some guys that played well. There were some guys who impressed. I guess, is it a good thing or a bad thing they were young guys? <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of been the story all year. Right. We've been young for 10 years. So hopefully these guys stick around and continue to develop. The good thing is, like, your old guys can come back next year, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we we might not. Are you, are you calling on number two? Um, um, I don't think so. <laughs> Basketball tips off Tuesday. We're talking about that. They have lined up a game with Colorado. The Buffs. The Buffs generous enough to take a make a trip to Knoxville. Probably gonna be chilly. They're generous enough to make a trip so we can get the season started. The, per, that. the this is the start to a perfect season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 100%. national championship. Mm-hmm. No more games canceled due to COVID. We're speaking into existence. Speaking yep. positivity. What's we'll passion? Huh? Just 100% just yep. passion. Passion. That's it. Nothing but passion. Going to talk about high or college football. College football recap. Guys, locks of the week. Get them in. I'll be fair. Two and one. But I also tell you never or always bet with the shots. I just took them to cover. 
The Sean's won. Sean's won. I love it. I love it. Always take him. Jamie Chadwell. I do kind of want to talk about. Because I've got a question. Because I I talked to good friend Matt last night. He's a he's a huge 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 freeze truther. So I've got a question about that. We'll get into that in college ball recap. Because we're going to talk Jamie Chadwell. Talk a little bit about him. Okay. Or uh, yeah, ETSU guy, Tennessee guy. His new nickname is the Maverick. He oh, went to Anderson, Anderson County. County. He's the okay. Maverick. The Maverick. I yeah. like it. I like it. Uh, then we've got a high school football uh, recap. State championship games. Were there? There end up being any field goal through Friday night. No field goals have been kicked in any of the state championship games. Did that hold true on Saturday? I don't know. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure. Look into that. I'll look into that before we get there. Uh, then we've got questions. I've, I've seen some drop in the chat, guys. Sorry, I was I was passionate and, and getting them in. Um, but we we'll get to those. We'll get to those questions. Um, we appreciate y'all asking. If we don't get to them right away, we got a spot in the show that's dedicated to them. So so hang with us, guys. Also, go check out our sponsors: Tennessee Tap House, Blue Water Climate Control, and Hound Dogs. They do a great job of making this show possible. Like Caleb said, um, drop those questions in. Tell us where you're listening from. Now that you can hear us. Now that you can <laughs> Tell us where you're listening from. We're big geography guys. Um, Mylan competed in the state championship. Um, I don't I, like the way it sounds, but that's the way it sounds. So, I got to suck it I was, up. I was cheering for him. I was yep. cheering for him. All, my, all the teams I cheer for suck. So, I'm like the kiss of death. Mylan yeah. made it all that way. I started rooting for him against ALCOA. Hoping to knock off, I think they're six in a row now. 18 total state championships. I was hoping Mylan could... Could spoil that one, but could you like you know how hard it is because we played high school football. We got put out in the first round every time, but <laughs> you know how hard it is to like make it to the playoffs. Well, imagine going to Alcoa and winning four straight state titles. Is it four? I thought it was six. I mean, well, oh, I'm oh, talking yeah, about as a, as a yeah. freshman, like you've won four state. I could I couldn't imagine. I mean, and it's easy. Yeah, I mean, it, you're guaranteed to be in the playoffs each year. You're, you know, at minimum. And then you might have a couple hard games in the playoffs, not four or five. Yeah. They get a couple kids held back, they get a fifth one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then you got to count the transfers that come in. They probably only win one or two. One or two. So yeah. You got to count that. But well, most of those guys are like 25 anyway. So maybe they have <laughs> they a They look it. They, they pass They pass Swain's, is he a grown adult <laughs> <laughs> test. He's, oh, speaking of he's that. He's grilling at the barbecue. <laughs> there was a picture of Nick Chubb in high school. Oh, he's track. a freak. He's a freak of nature. Did you have you seen? He's him? three times the size of everyone, and then runs by him. It's ridiculous. He's got a full patch of chest hair in the middle, <laughs> just like like old men have. And he's got yeah more muscles than it's nuts. Yeah, everybody else that's running against him. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. It's nuts. All right, let's get into Tennessee, Florida. Let's really get into it. I know we've talked about it a little bit. What's what's your biggest takeaway from this game? My biggest takeaway is that you went with another quarterback, and it looked better. And I, I, I'm with you in terms of, and most of Tennessee fans don't understand why you pulled Harrison Bailey that early. But at the end of the day, you play two quarterbacks that look better than the option that you have right now. And we can look at it as a negative. Sure, it's easy to. You should have been playing these one of these guys the whole time. But Pruitt should also be looking at this at this as a positive. I don't know why he was so angry about it. Okay, whatever. You were, Again, I told you this last episode. Bush Jones was way more concerned with being right than winning. Yep. It's gonna if you were more concerned with being right than winning, you're not gonna win. Consistently. Sure, yeah. Uh, don't and, worry about being right or wrong. Just win. 
my biggest takeaway is is kind of on the negative side. Like it's kind of really on the negative side. <laughs> the, the staff has botched the quarterback position this whole season. Yeah, they have. I mean, it looks if you had either one of those two guys that played yesterday play against Kentucky and Arkansas, you win those two games. I agree, and and I think what we saw in a JT Shroud. This game has is, is been consistent with what Vol fans have thought since the Kentucky game when you put him in for one drive and set him up for failure. Yep. He's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not saying he should start over Harrison Bailey. But he's qual- He's better than JG. He's quality. And you put him in the game for one drive and set him up for failure and then put JG right back in after he had thrown a pick six. Yeah, and Tennessee, like they don't have, like on offense, they don't have those big play, those big, like, game-changing plays ever. We don't have huge runs. We can't. We don't really have guys break a ton of tackles. We don't have a guy that can take the top off the defense on the outside. You, you may you maybe have those, but we haven't really seen where they're able to get open and we're able to complete a pass to them. And I think the reason you don't have that is because there's nothing consistent on your team. If you can build consistency, and I think you got some of that yesterday, then those plays are going to happen. But you're not going to go into a game and throw a 60-yard bomb or get a running back out into space and, and let him go try and score if you don't have those five, six-yard runs consistently, if you don't have those passes for 10, seven yards consistently. You're never going to get guys open into space and make big plays. It's not going to happen. Look, but, at the, look at the end of the drives, those 90-yard drives you have. You have Eric Gray get a get a swing pass out into space and he goes score because you did things consistently. You made, you kept Florida on their toes. They weren't or on their heels. Excuse me. And then uh, at the end of the, uh, JT Shouts, big drive, Todd Chandler, but, oh, I think it was like a 10 yard run, but broke two tackles, three tackles, kept his feet moving. You did things consistently and you were able to make big plays. Now, and, yes, they weren't humongous plays and in the right. grand scheme of things didn't do a whole lot for the game, but I think Eric Gray's was a 30, 20 yard pass for a touchdown. I think it was 15. 15? Yeah. I mean, a 15-yard swing pass for a touchdown, that's a, that's a relatively big play. But, yeah. You don't have, like, the home runs. Right, but those don't come until you have some consistency. Right. And, and that's that's kind of my point is, like, you have JG who, he's a head case. Can't do anything consistent. Right. And so he's going to turn the football over. So if you have home runs, you can maybe live with a couple turnovers here and there. But when right. you're having to drive – like our drives were 94, 96, and 96 yards, you, JG's never going to be able to do that consistently because no. he turns the football over. Right. So if you're able to take care of the football, you know that's the only way. You, how you, that's the only way this team is ever going to compete with teams. Yeah. Going to have to find some consistency, and then and then we can start talking about hitting on those big home run plays. Right. Those will hopefully come. Um. Yeah. I, th- I think I if I'm Jeremy Pruitt and I know I have a year, like I'm going to get a free year this year, and I, you know I'm I'll. Jeremy Pruitt should know. It, it's too late, I think, to fire a guy. Unless you're waiting until after early signing day. It's too late to fire a guy. Mm-hmm. So you should know you're going to be here in 2021. Why this should be a That game should have been a positive for you. Now, you're a competitor. You, you're mad you lost. But it, you just found out that you have two good quarterbacks on your roster that, should, that give you a chance to compete. You had a true freshman start at center and play pretty dang good. Yeah. You... You did. I uh, know. I don't think it was enough, but uh, we were mad at the we were mad at the pass rush, lack thereof. But they did get two sacks yesterday. Florida's given up going into that game eight total in eight games. So, yeah, I yeah. guess you got to them more than normal. Now you could have done better. I think both of those were in the in the first half, but the second half they didn't really have to do anything. 
No. And, They're kind of on, clu- on cruise control at that point. Right. And, and, you know, I think your pass coverage has to get better. It does. For sure. And, and it, what sucks, too, is they did good job. They did a decent job sometimes, but there was no pat. There was no rush. He had all day. And, and when that happens, unless your coverage is exceptional or, the, you know, they're going like four verts. Someone's going to get open if he hasn't. Again, time. consistency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- those two go hand in hand. So it, you you can cover for eight. If you have to cover eight seconds, somebody's going to get open eventually. Right. And Kyle Trask did pretty much. You know, the, those two. One was a cover sack. Yeah. And one, you know, we we got to him. But I mean that that was kind of it. I right. mean he he pretty much had a, pretty much all day to throw. No, absolutely, absolutely. But again, and I'm not. But why is Florida can't freaking run the ball. I mean, they're never going to be Alabama if they can't run the football. No, they're seventeen rushes for nineteen yards. That's pitiful. But Tennessee also, their run defense has been. Yeah, I mean, for it, the most part, it was good, good and, and that's something to build on as well. But, and I think we talked about it. Is like our we can't get free of a block. No, we can move them around and plug holes, but we can't get free. Right, and, and I think that probably. We knew our interior line going into this year. We knew that that Tennessee interior line was going to be pretty good. You had some guys returning, um, and then specifically a guy who played pretty good yesterday, uh, Darrell Middleton. You've got a pretty good interior line. Past the the guys on the outside, the edge rushers, that's where you struggle. But yeah, I, mean, I thought they did. I mean, yeah, Florida's run game just isn't great, but Tennessee also took advantage and didn't let them didn't let that become part of the game. So right, got to got to give them credit for there. Um, but I think that was, I mean, first off. As far as Tennessee's offense goes, the offense did not make any big plays for Florida. No. Not a single. So, that right there is the best offensive outing you've had all year. Yep. And you know the only thing that changed? JG didn't play. It's a common denominator. And you know what else I like? And I like it in hindsight. I do. Because I was frustrated when they sent Brian Maurer on the field. But you know what? Creativity. Made him you you made a good point. He's a run threat. You put him out there, you but he's not just he's not just a wildcat threat. It's not Eric Gray putting back there where you know our right, runs coming. You put him up there on third and one, fourth and one, third and one. You made you made Florida's defense go. Oh crap! There's a different guy in the ball game. Um, they're going up. The, the coaches on the sidelines are thinking, well, this could be a run or pass. And you and you you got the first down. Yeah. We can call it stupid, but you know what? You finally got creative. And, and you got a first down. No one is going to say you're a moron right. if you get a first down. I, I would have been pissed if he had stayed on the field with the way Harrison Bailey was played. But you got creative. The best pass of the day was Paxton Brooks. <laughs> I mean, how has he not gotten a shot at quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> this is in the NFL. The punter in the back of now. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? That's another thing. We talk about how it's a combination of, of coaches and players. Um, you know, not executing. Jeremy Pruitt kind of said it in so many words in terms of, they got beat on inside leverage a lot when we were playing inside leverage. inside leverage. Yeah. So the players definitely have to execute. That's a great. That was a great fourth down call. Yeah. He. It should have been converted. You had a receiver drop it. It was a little bit behind right. him. You had a receiver drop it. You got to make those plays. You got to make those plays. So we would we will blame. I mean, there's still plenty of blame to go around. But yeah, that play players got to execute. And they missed a field goal, so it it didn't cost you anything. Right. And you're deep again. Again, I thought there were times. That your defense, there was sometimes your defense played really, really well. And then I think so, we're the only team sometimes. To, to stop, to have back to back, to force Florida back to back three and outs. I mean, why, where is that deep? But I think, which I mean, their third down conversion, I wrote it down, six to 13. 
Yeah, we're bad. We're bad on third down on both sides of the ball. It's it's pretty terrible. But I mean, Florida being six of thirteen. If I told you that before the game, you'd be like, "Oh, Tennessee probably was in that ball game." They weren't. <laughs> right. If I if I told you if I told you before this game that Florida only scored thirty one points, how would you feel? Like, what would you think? Tennessee like, played. Uh, I thought we'd score around our average, probably seventeen. So I, I thought it'd be relatively close, and it kind of was. You at least made it somewhat interesting. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. You at least can say you competed. You can. Yeah. And I, I think Tennessee did for the most part yesterday. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. Florida's just. Florida's a good football team. They're. They're a lot better football team than we are. Yeah, I mean, that's the. They they, high, the gap is big. Is the reality of the situation, and I'm got, not excusing it. We still want to win. They but, got two of the best players in college football. Yeah. The gap's and, big, and we didn't really have a. We don't have anybody to kind of match their production. Right. And, and we don't you know, have a guy to throw 433 yards. We don't have Kyle Pitts, who's a matchup nightmare over the middle. Right. And the, and they they probably could have scored a lot more points. If they would have just went to Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony. But you know what also helps that? They didn't get the ball in enemy territory often. Yeah. They didn't get turnovers. Their offense had to earn every single thing they did. It wasn't gifted to them by the Tennessee quarterback this week. Like, like it was like points were gifted to them against Auburn, against Alabama, against Kentucky. Points weren't gifted to them this week. That that's the difference in in the way Tennessee played. Yeah, again, if you don't have those catastrophic turnovers like you have in the in the past couple games, then you you beat Arkansas and Kentucky easily. Yeah. No, I agree. You, you probably beat Auburn. Right. So, yeah, it's just... It's Squiggy on Twitter said, Mullen knew the Vols were not a threat offensively, so he called the game very conservatively. I mean, I I don't disagree that it was probably a more conservative game for Florida than what they've been doing, but they threw the ball 50 times. How conservative can you truly be throwing the ball 50 times? Right. You're, throw, you're going downfield. They had Kyle Pitts wide open in the end zone in the first quarter, and... Trash just missed it over his head. Yeah, if they were that conservative, they would have been like, oh, we'll run the ball, punt, and give it to them. They weren't doing that. They even went for it on fourth down once. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't disagree. If you've watched Florida throughout this year, yes, a probably more conservative game, um, a lot of shorter passes, uh, and, and it wasn't always pits over the middle. So Yeah, it was Tony. Tony, Tony got open a lot over the middle, but I, you can't throw the ball 50 times and say that you were just trying to run the clock out. Right, and again, shorten the game. Florida needs to. They need to pad their resume. Right, eight and one. So what? What are? That's stupid on Dan Mullen's part if he really did that. I think it probably was a more concern. I mean, just based on their game against Georgia, for example, that I that was probably the only other game I've watched in its entirety this year. If you look at it, that yeah, I think probably a little bit more conservative. You knew if you don't make mistakes, you're going to win this ball game flat out. So. Maybe not taking as many chances downfield. You don't want to throw interceptions. But, I mean, Tennessee even had a chance at a pick six. But the giving up third and ten, I think there was a third and 12, that's that's just bad. Like, you just can't have that. Right. Oh, I, I mean, they, you're not going to win ballgames. I think that. they had third and ten twice on one drive and yeah. converted both. You're not going to win ballgames doing that. Harrison Bailey converted a third and 12, by the way. He did. Also, JT Shrout took off running. JT Shroud is pretty mobile. I know JT Shroud's gonna um, gonna make me look very very smart when since I said a couple years ago that he was the best quarterback on the roster. He's helping me out. That was before Harrison Bailey arrived. But yeah, he's gonna make me look smart. I appreciate it. 
But yeah, I, I mean, I think there's definitely some positives in this in this Tennessee game. And I'm not again, I'm not trying to like draw it as a moral victory, but Tennessee's got to find a way. Hopefully, we get to play Vanderbilt. It's looking like you're not even going to get a chance to get that third win. If you play like you did against Florida, you're going to beat Vanderbilt by two touchdowns. If you play like you did against Arkansas, you should cover against Vanderbilt. If you play like you did against Arkansas or Kentucky, it could be a long, long day. Yeah, it, the they might not like no team. <laughs> May get a touchdown. Yeah, they'll probably just well. Florida, if if or excuse me, Vanderbilt will have a pick six if the other guy starts. That's true. They will. So, oh my god, could you? I mean, you say it's too late to fire a, a coach. If you lose to Vanderbilt, you're yeah. Fired. No, that that you're has fired. to happen. And then you look dumb for not firing him a couple weeks ago. So, uh, and, and that's that's kind of my point. With before we get into everything, I, th- I think. Oh, we're in it. <laughs> if, if we're inside of everything, if Pruitt is. If they think he's not the guy, isn't it just time to when I, when you know things aren't working out, it is just better to cut it off now. I mean, yeah, he can recruit and, and but I think this program is in a better spot than when Butch Jones left. Right. Now, it, it could if you let it go too long, it could get back to that point. Right. You've got to pull the trigger earlier. But this is a year where, you know, maybe not a lot of jobs are going to come open. Maybe you're not having to compete with a bunch of people to get somebody that you want. Right. So I mean, if you wait a year and you're you're firing him next year, then you look like an idiot because you're, you're probably getting somebody who you're fourth, fifth option. If you if you wait it one year, you better go make a really really good hire. If you wait one year, but also if you wait one year, twenty twenty one class falls apart. That's that's you know, and and then you're just you have people leaving. You have people making dumb decisions. That it's not even really the coach's fault. Again, it could go back to the pits of seventeen very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just that BYU team is better this year than they were last year. Yes, and we lost them last year. Coastal Carolina did a lot more with a lot less and right. beat that team yesterday. Right. So I'm, I'm not worried about the. Yeah, I want those 2021 commits to to be at Tennessee and have a great career, but I'm also not just being like, oh yeah, we'll lose out on, on those guys. If we get a good coach, it doesn't matter. No. You're right. Those guys, I mean, I, I think, but again, you have to, I don't know. I I don't know the decision. I, I just think if if Jeremy Pruitt is not your guy, you think he's not able to get the job done, don't wait another year. I agree. Please don't wait another year. You're setting your program back another year. Probably more than that when you when you talk about the guys. Because if the one time transfer rule is coming, then it 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 doesn't matter. You know those guys are probably going to leave anyway. Right. Right. You're right about that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we can't think too much. I mean, like you said, and the class is void. It doesn't matter when you just don't win ball games. So mm-hmm. if it's time to pull the trigger, if you, if you think if you're even having second thoughts about Jeremy Pruitt being your coach. Probably better time. Just do it now. Just do it now. Do it now. Um, I, man, I hope these recruits see Paxton Brooks thriving at Tennessee. <laughs> hey, we're gonna talk about players who impress. Paxton Brooks. Thank you for that, Voldemort. Paxton Brooks punted well. I think yeah. he had two pins pin inside their twenty. He should have been one for one for about eight or nine yards. And, and then the plus, you, you gotta consider that he's not lined up six yards behind the behind the uh, center. He's lined up 15 yards, so that's a long pass to throw. 
Paxton Brooks played well yesterday, and and that's a guy he punted well. I'm, I'm, and, hey, and that's a guy who, who, yeah, friend of the pod. He faced some adversity. You know, mm-hmm. Joe Doyle had a great year. There was it their freshman year. It would have been, I think, Joe Doyle's red shirt uh, freshman year, and then okay. Paxton's true freshman year when they kind of split yeah. I mean, these. he, he kind of got beat out, and then you know he got better and better, and and now look at him. Yep. Yep. Having a great season. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess we can talk about guys who are impressed since that started it. Sorry, I'm flip-flopping QB situation and guys who are impressed. But we kind of always talk about the QB situation. Right. Yeah, it has, I guess, kind of been mixed in, yeah. sprinkled in there. Um, I've got, speaking of QBs, I thought Shrout and Bailey played well. I did, too. And I thought Jim Chaney could have called a better game, but he's called a lot better game yesterday than he has in the past couple weeks. And, again, if that's because it's your quarterback, make the effing change. Not just because of COVID. <laughs> right. I just don't know how, as a as a football coach, you can evaluate that film and go, I think we played better against Auburn when JG was in the game. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Like, I don't I don't get it. Unless you think Cooper Mays is probably the biggest difference, so you got to let JG play a game with Cooper. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be a competition between Shroud and, and Bates. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not even competition. But yes, I'll, I would agree with that. But I would, I think... Again, but this is again what I'm trying to think in Jeremy Pruitt's head. If you weren't confident enough to give Shroud a chance now, what is what really changed? So you got to go with that true freshman. So in my mind, it's just Harrison Bailey. But also, if I'm trying to really think like Pruitt, I'm like, what's the dumbest decision possible? And it's probably starting Jimmy Holiday there next week. So or, pa- or Paxton Brooks, or I, just that get, might be a good decision, or, or just get him worn out where he can't punt. Yeah, but that might be a good decision starting Paxton Brooks. He, he's got a he's got a hell of an arm. Got a cannon, <laughs> and he can see over the line. Dude's like he six can. seven. He's a he's a tall dude. Uh, yeah, I I thought Harrison Bailey and, and J T. Shrout both. I thought they I thought they did a good job of um, evading pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, couple sacks that Harrison Bailey, t- well, probably one that he took that I thought he could have done a better job of moving around in the pocket. He hesitated a little bit, and then uh, I can't remember who it was. It was an end for Florida in that. In that situation made a really good play, um, and he pr- but he probably could have moved around better, probably so. Uh, but overall, I thought they played really, really well. Made some really good passes. Um, again, I think Harrison Bailey made one really bad mistake, and it was a freshman error, and that was the intentional grounding. And I think he was expecting Jalen Hyatt to be across the field at that point, so I think he was trying to throw it because it, it looked like he pointed that direction. So look, and when he threw it out of bounds, Hyatt was probably like at the hashes. So he's probably trying to throw it in an area, but where it couldn't be intercepted. Again, freshman error. Right. We can move past that. Yeah. It's just we can't move. We can't move past fifth-year seniors throwing two pick sixes in a game. No, and and Harrison Bailey might not even make that decision if this isn't his first real time in a game. I mean, yeah, he he got time in Arkansas. Got a little bit of time in Auburn. But that was considered garbage time. And this shouldn't be much of a hot take. It's better than an interception. He didn't force it into pressure when he felt pressure. No. Didn't turn the football over. Those five yards, well, those probably, what, 12 yards after since it's a spot foul? They suck. But it's better than a pick six you, or an interception. You live to play another down. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I've also got uh, Valus Jones Jr., yeah, he thought he could have played, played could have played better in special teams. Maybe some uh, questionable bringing it out of the end zone. 
Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought he played really well. And then again, Jim Cheney called. I thought he called a better but, game. But we're great when we were back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, he just knew. Yeah. Um, what what Jim Cheney liked. Uh, but I thought he, you know, Jim Cheney got him the ball. Um, in a in a, I think he ended up throwing a screen, but brought him across. Uh, across the line of scrimmage there, and, and I think he ended up throwing a screen. I don't think it was a jet sweep. Uh, and again, just finding creative ways to get guys who ha- who can fly the ball. But I thought, I thought, and, and you know, I think all the wide receivers played decent. Um, probably could have gotten a better game from guys like Hyatt. I think he had a bad drop, but uh, Josh Palmer had a big fourth down catch that was only probably going to be a three yard, four yard hitch. Ended up going for almost 10, 12 yards mm-hmm. fought after this. I thought they played decent um, when given the opportunity. Probably could have played better. But the, the entire wide receiving group, I think, played a pretty good ball game. I mean, it, it's about time we see more of Bayless Jones. Absolutely. I mean, he he should have been utilizing this offense way before now. I 100% agree. I, how do you have a guy that is a faster version of Cordell Patterson and not use him like Cordell? Like you used Cordell Patterson. Yeah, like you, you actually the same guy, Cordero Patterson. Yep. Someone said I had fun watching that game since number two didn't play. I'll be a hundred percent honest. If he had started that game, I probably would have left Thompson Aller. Again, like I tweeted out, like Pruitt could have helped himself out a lot more if he would have just made the quarterback done it earlier, man. Done it earlier. Yep. Yep. Because yeah, everybody was like, yeah, you don't like to lose, but you were. You felt a lot better coming out of that loss than you have any other this season. And a lot of your losses probably wouldn't have been self-inflicted like they were. Right. You might have just gotten beat by some good teams. Hopefully, that would have been the case. Um, and then probably the – well, I got I got at least one guy on defense I'll uh, shout out. But then I thought the running backs played well. And again, it goes back to I thought Jim Chaney got them the ball in creative ways, got them into space, let them work. They uh, – Eric Gray had seven receptions for 46 yards. Todd Chandler had one for 15. And then they both rushed for 49 and 47. I thought they played a pretty good ball game. If we could get a game like that out of two of them consistently, I think that the season would have been a much better situation. And on that Eric Gray touchdown, they had both of them in the backfield. Yeah. And, and Todd Chandler was a huge part in that play for for blocking for Eric Gray. What, what did that make uh, Florida do? Think. Think. <laughs> Made them think. It's crazy what that does. Crazy. Uh, I think another one for me, uh, definitely Paxton, Paxton Brooks. I have Cooper Mays on here as well. I, I thought he yep. played pretty well. Um, that was his first start. And a guy that hadn't had a ton of reps. Right. Especially at center. He hadn't had any reps. Mo- and mo- most of his game reps have come in that heavy formation where he's not even really an offensive lineman. He's not even wearing the same number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I was very I was very impressed with Cooper Mays. Got a little nervous. Uh after that, Todd Chandler got tripped in the backfield, and he got you know he was pushed back three yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh man, this. I mean, it's tough to make that. Like you said, first start. There's a lot of responsibilities that come with center than just blocking your guy. Right. Um. There, there's a lot, and and I thought he played really really well. Also thought Tyler Barron played pretty well. Three tackles. Um. Had a sack. The defense just. I mean, they. Again, it kind of goes back to the same thing with the offense. There's just not a ton of huge plays nope. that they make. They they we 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 can't buy a turnover. <laughs> no, not at all. Nope. And but we're I, getting the bare minimum of sacks too. Right. And and I'll you know give a. Of course, I'll, I'll always go with Henry Toto. Like every linebacker in in the in Orange right now, he could have played better in pass defense. Um, but he played he. 
he's he's played pretty well all season. Had another pretty good game yesterday with with eight tackles, two two and a half for a loss. So is that is that not like a? I know pass rusher is probably and a quarterback is probably your biggest position of needs next year. But I think a, a cover linebacker has to be up there. <laughs> Where the hell are our safeties though? Uh, it seemed like every time someone caught a pass over the middle or a pass that was behind the corners, so we're playing cover two, cover three, whatever, they're 10 yards behind where the play is being made every yeah, time. There there was somebody always over. Which I guess you're not getting beat deep, which I have been asking that for the past couple of years. So I got to – shit, I got to be more specific. Yeah. I mean, it was very similar to the Titans defense today. It was just like there was somebody always open. And, again, pass rush could have helped that. Because there were a couple times, too, and, and linebackers. Um, I mean, there was a play where I think it was DeAndre Johnson did a really good job of getting out into coverage, and Trash just made a great pass. But you had no help over top. Like, he, he was able to lob it up to Pitts or whoever it was over DeAndre Johnson's head. I think that happened one time to Henry Toto. You you gotta have help over top too when you're talking about defending those guys. Yeah. But I mean, it also. But I mean, it also relied on Kyle Trask making. Jeremy great plays. Banks just got Jeremy alive. Jeremy Banks got abused. Corvarius Crouch when he was in the game didn't play a whole lot better. No. It yeah, was no, tough. Just we need. Uh, if you're gonna put a linebacker, I mean, you might as well. When you're going against Florida and they can't run the ball anyway, you might as well just put another freaking DB in there. Let them try to run the ball. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, good board. They're gonna get killed by Alabama, aren't they? I depends. Apparently, Saban's abandoned all hope of playing defense. It's not a defensive game anymore. So who knows? I mean, I think they're. It, I, I I mean, I think it's definitely gonna be a shootout, and who score? Who probably gets the ball last? One of those games. Hmm. I mean, see, I just don't. I just don't think. I think what Saban does the best is take the one thing you're good at away from you. Not saying that he's going to slow down Trask and Pitts, but I, I think he probably do enough where you're going to have to rely on a running game, and they just don't have one. I think the only, I mean, I think one of the only ways to, and, and here's here's a good thing. Um, someone said Thompson was abused too. Yeah, Bryce Thompson didn't play a fantastic game. Um, the the thing about <clears throat> Florida is I feel like to to stay. In coverage enough because Dan Mullen does want to get the ball out of Kyle Trask's hand quick most of the time. Um, there's not a ton of throws downfield. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's usually quick. So I feel like you either have to you have to well you have to have a combination of guys who can man to man really really well and a good pass rush. So Alabama's definitely going to have that. But are they going to be able to you know just send three or four the whole game? And then if they do, surely you can do. I mean, run start running draws at that point. It'll be interesting. I just, I think Alabama can run the ball, and I just don't think Florida is able to. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that I think Alabama wins. So, I would agree with that. All right, QB. Do we do we need to talk about the QB situation? Have we talked about it too much? Um, I mean, <laughs> I just think JG shouldn't even be an option now. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Think I agree. I just don't know if Pruitt thinks. It's- I doubt he thinks the same way we do. I, I agree with that. But I th- yeah, I thought both of them played good enough where I don't I don't think they should have been I don't think Bailey should have been pulled. Mm-mm. Not that early. He right. probably, he should have probably had I mean it probably maybe like again, like 
the Kentucky game, but give if you want to give Stroud some game reps, he should have played the last drive. But a guy that you didn't even – you gave one pass attempt against Kentucky. Right. It happened to be picked off. You put JG back in. He was an afterthought. He didn't yeah. even travel to Arkansas. Right. And so he was your next guy. And, again, I'm not taking anything away from JT Shroud. I just – if Harrison Bailey was – was the guy you're going to ride with? I don't understand what made you pull him when when the kid needs all the reps he can get. And also, in terms of Pruitt's philosophy, he he's talk, he always talks about how he you know doesn't want to kill confidence or we ride with this guy. Well, that made that means you had zero. You didn't know if you wanted to start here. In my head, what you've been t- saying in the media all year and and the way you handled the JG situation, what I saw and heard because of of pulling Harrison Bailey early was you don't have trust in him, full trust in him, and you don't care about his confidence. Yeah. That's from the things that you've echoed or the things you consistently said this year. That's what your decision on Saturdays told me. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it told, it told me the leash is a lot longer with JG than it, you know, Harrison Bailey was, he didn't even have a leash. It was just he just had him by the collar. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. It just doesn't. And it doesn't make sense. I don't, it doesn't I don't know who sense. I start because I, I think JT Stroud played good. Yeah, Florida probably wasn't playing, you know, their top defense, but he played great. He played. He played good. But I fourteen one hundred twenty one yards, one mm-hmm. touchdown. You can't really. Chalk it up any better than that. I absolutely understand that JT Shroud played a good game. Me personally, I'm starting Harrison Bailey any games we play this year. Yeah, all right. I'm starting Harrison Bailey. I don't disagree. He's a freshman. Um, I thought the offense just looked better with him in there. Um, kind of the and kind of the same things you've you've said about JT Shroud in terms of uh, he just hasn't really had great chances to play this year. Um, the good thing JT Shroud might have done is if he's interested in transferring. He might have gotten some teams to look up his contact information a on Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> I think he maybe uh, showed out and maybe showed some teams that watch this pick. Ooh, Jalen hurts. Why did they put him? Darnell Carson Savage. Wentz watch get this, hurt. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. See? Oh wow, what a catch! Full layout. What a catch! The, we're watching the Green Bay Philadelphia game right now. I tried to get Landon to let me watch. Let me watch Pac-12 extra after dark. Um, he said no. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. He said no. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know what? Let's tweet it just to confirm it. Start Harrison Bailey. We did have some people say, hey, so I want I want to mention those. Dustin Price said, hey, guys, how's everyone doing? Doing great. Rough weekend when it comes to, to Tennessee fans. But, hey, we're, we're, we're pushing through. Patrick Eady says, hello, all. Um, we got a freeze warning in here. Like cold or freeze? Like Hugh, Hugh, <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> it is supposed to. There is chances of snow tomorrow, so I needed to confirm. Uh, you want to get to some questions? Yeah, let's let's answer some. I've got someone said, "What bowl do you think Tennessee will get?" They are bowl eligible. That's good news. I hope none is the answer. I saw something where they predicted them to be in the Liberty Bowl, but it's already been canceled. Las Vegas Bowl. Las Vegas Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's right. Against okay. Oregon? Oregon. Yeah. How'd that happen? Let's see if there's any bowl bowl predictions out there. I don't. Th- I mean, I guess. Here's my question: Would you rather, if you're if you're a bowl committee, would you rather have a team like UCF, a pretty good 
non-power five or Tennessee. Or let's go less than that. Uh, let's go less than that because I think UCF's a little bit higher. Louisiana Lafayette, App State. They're the pretty good non-power five mm-hmm. teams or Tennessee. I mean, the good thing is, like, if you're going to allow people to be in the stadium, like, Tennessee's going to fill it up. But are you – yeah, that that's why part of my thing. Are they going to allow? Yeah, I don't I don't know. So, that's why I'm like but, – oh. But even viewership. You do have more eyes. I guess that's a good point. But that, I was wondering, I guess, if that mattered if this it, year. So, you think it could still play a part. Right, yeah, yeah. Since it's on TV. But, I mean, if you're literally just looking at playing, yeah, you probably don't pick Tennessee. If I'm a bowl committee, I know I I'll just want the best matchup possible because maybe, yeah maybe Tennessee helped their case only losing by twelve to maybe uh, to Florida maybe yeah I mean it's it's probably obvious to the bowl committee they they're probably thinking they're going to get Harrison Bailey starting little do you know Jeremy Pruitt's going to show up on December twenty seventh and start JG <laughs> yeah I mean so we have a question so let's get into this real quick so we have Alex. Says, can we beat Vandy in South Carolina in the East Division? Good God, you better. I mean, South Carolina. Thankfully, we did beat South Carolina. They look worse and worse. Kentucky scores 40 points against South Carolina and then fires their offensive staff this weekend. I saw that. I don't know what I don't know the details. I just saw that they were fired. Okay, South Carolina was projected to play Liberty uh West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. So I guess Tennessee is going to be predicted in one of these. Memphis and Tennessee in the Birmingham Bowl. So South Carolina's season's over. So we already beat them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they went two and eight. So we'll, we'd have the tiebreaker over them. Uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt should be winless at the end of the season. Oh yeah, hundred percent should be. Their season may already be over. No, they they got Tennessee and Georgia. Mm. I just mean it could be can't like oh, they may not yeah, be yeah. playing another game. That's true. That's all. I mean. That's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, you, you better be both of those in the East Division. Right. This, Which, bowl, pro, this bowl projection, uh, this is 247s. So they have us in the Birmingham Bowl against Memphis. That was put out five hours ago. So, maybe. We'll see. They have South Carolina playing in the Liberty Bowl. I'm not going. Or, not in the Liberty Bowl. Yes, in the Liberty Bowl. Sorry. I'll say that. I'm no, I will, I'm, there's two things I'm not doing, and that's traveling to watch Tennessee in a bowl game and traveling to Birmingham in December. Yeah. Those two things will not happen. <laughs> I might consider if it was in Florida, but... Yeah, definitely not Alabama. No, not at all. Not a chance. Um, then we have Christopher Nichols says, J.G., Mauer, Shrout, Bailey, and Salter make for a crowded QB room. If you had to drop two of those, who gets the boot and why? I think... It's two that didn't play yesterday. Or <sighs> I could see Shrout going. I could see Shrout going. Because I've, I've been thinking that all season. If, if I was kicking them out. If... if if you had the power to boot Oh, him, if I was booting them? Yeah, who would you boot? Yeah, if I had to boot them, Maurer and JG. Yeah. And that Maurer kind of just gets the short end of the stick because Shrout is probably a better quarterback that fits this scheme. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think Maurer, I've always thought he's he's brought some energy to the game. I thought they, I loved the creative way they used him yesterday. Yeah. You got the guy on your team, use him. He's dressed out on the sidelines. And you use put him, him in good situations. Too. Yeah, you did. You did not put him in crappy situations yeah. yesterday. Um, it's crazy what that does, right? Yeah, and then, but I, if if I'm saying who I think leaves, I think Mauer stays. I think Shrout. I hope 
Shroud transfers because I want to see him. I like him as I think he's a good quarterback, and I want to see him go be successful somewhere else. I don't know if he's better than Bailey or Salter. Yeah, I mean, so we, I, we do. We haven't seen Salter that, no. in, a, in a college game. I don't disagree. What we've seen in high school, yes, yeah, right. But I mean, a lot can change. I don't disagree. But I, I think, I think if Shroud wants significant playing time, he, he's gonna pursue other opportunities. And then I, I. If if Pruitt makes the right decision and doesn't start JG the rest of the season, I've got to think he's transferring. Yeah, yeah, too. Unless he just wants to, or just not playing his sixth year of college football. Yeah, go to the CFL. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I think it's probably yeah. If I had to boot, that's who they'd be. But that's who I think will leave. Yep. Uh, Christopher Nichols also says, I think one thing that gets overlooked with Tennessee is the offensive line play. Good in run blocking, but horrible in pass blocking. Do you see Pruitt letting go of Will Friend? What other coaching changes need to be made? Yeah, Will Friend hasn't been a, a fan favorite. No. I thought the offensive line, how many sacks did we give up yesterday? Before we gave him six. That's tough. That's a lot. But you also had a, you had a freshman at, at center. Uh, Jameer Johnson was at left tackle. Yeah, and then you had um, you had Darnell Wright for most of the game, but Calvert came in and, and played some too. So mm-hmm. you didn't have your, but yeah, the the offensive line is they've kinda, been underwhelming this year. That's prob- exactly. part of the problem. Yeah, they just I thought weren't, they they're, they're supposed to be the one of the best in the country, and they just have not lived up to that. Yeah, they seem to play better. Yet. I would have guessed four sacks, which still isn't good, but that that's what it felt like. Six is obvious. Both are too much, but. I thought they played okay. I think Will Friend um, is probably gone. I got to think Chris Winkie. He's not really bringing you anything. And I just – are you going to get uh, – Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson. A lot of people think that's that's how – He was here this weekend. A lot of people think that's how he would he – would, has he been in there three weeks now this year? He, he's been here a lot, yeah. That's what I thought. Um, I think, like, if Tennessee was – had a winning record. And, I want to bring his dad. Like a, will he play for his dad? Bring his dad on staff. Can he be the QB coach? I guess he could. Head He's a head coach at, at UT, UT Martin. Martin. Yeah. Is it, there you go. There's a good question. Is there a quarterback? Is being a quarterback coach in the SEC better than being the head coach at an FCS program that isn't super competitive? I don't know. There's probably more money to be a I would think so. assistant coach at Power I don't know. level. I think UT Martin's FCS. We also probably have a better um, job security <laughs> in the FCS. Yes, I would I would think so. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to think Winky's probably gone. And then, I don't know, are there any defensive – I mean, obviously there's a defensive line change. Um, do you see them doing something different with Niedemeyer? Yeah, I feel like you got to keep Niedemeyer on staff, right? Yeah, somewhere. So just move him? Well, I'm, I'm like, but where are you going to move him to? I don't disagree. I mean, I, I thought he he's 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 on the staff to recruit, right? But if he's not success, I mean, and he, yeah. he's kind of learning on the job, and you know, the inside linebackers haven't been they've they've been good run game wise, mm-hmm. but they haven't been great coverage wise. But I don't I don't know if they get any better with a different coach. I just don't That's I just fair. don't think we have. Cover linebackers. Yeah, I, th- I think Henry Toto is probably your better. Your, he's definitely your best guy, but cover wise, he's, he's probably your a, best guy too. And, and he's not that great at it. And he's not a he's not a covered guy. He's a run no. stopper, right? So, yeah, you definitely need some guys around him to to help him out. 
Jason Simpson has been at Tennessee Martin, UT Martin, uh, since 2006. Job security. So, <laughs> I don't know if he'd be going anywhere. Not sure. Um, they are an FCS team as well. I thought so. All right. Let's get into the good news. Basketball is coming back Tuesday night in Thompson shirt today. Bowling Green. That's a great decision. I should have followed. You're smarter than me. It's that simple. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's that simple. Um, Tennessee taking on Colorado. I love it. The Buffs. I think it'll be an in- interesting matchup. Yeah. Colorado seems to be playing pretty good basketball. Hope, hopefully Tennessee is able to shake off some of the rust and probably added rust from uh, f- from not being able to practice as much. Um, and then obviously a whole lot of schedule changes in the last week. They scheduled UT Martin, correct? Yeah. UT Martin for Wednesday night and then due to COVID cases within their program, had to cancel that one. And we're able to work in Colorado on Tuesday. Yeah, so that, that's going to be a good game. They they beat South Dakota 84-61, so won that one by 23. Beat Kansas State 76-58, won that one by 18. So, yeah, it's it's a team that's played. Mm-hmm. So that, that's got to be something. They are having to travel uh, to Tennessee on kind of a short notice. Right. So, yeah, it, it'll be a good game to kind of see where, what Tennessee has. Absolutely, I'd say so far, and a good game to to really get warmed up before that game against Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, maybe something I guess kind of intriguing. It's probably just going to be a, a best of best matchup. Tennessee hadn't played at all this year, so it's going to be. Um, you can still scout them, obviously, but it's a little bit harder to scout not seeing this team play. Um, With and a lot then, of newcomers. Yeah, and then short turnaround time adds in the you know you're not able to scout too much, so. Could be a uh, could be just a battle of you. I feel like you're gonna get to see a lot of just raw team on team. Nobody's yeah. probably really playing against each other. They're just doing what they do best. So yeah, I think there's it'll be probably not game. a lot of game planning going on. It's just kind of play your game and yep. not let the other team dictate what you do. So I think it could be uh, that could make it really interesting. I- I'm excited to see Tennessee basketball back. It's gonna be a fun one. That one's on the SEC uh, alternate network, I believe. Let me pull it up. It no. Mm, Tennessee fans need this. Yes. They need Tennessee basketball back. Yes, they do. Lady Vols unfortunately lost today to West Virginia in the Big Twelve SEC Big Twelve Challenge. That was unfortunate. In overtime. In overtime. That was tough. Tough loss for the Lady Vols. Yep, heartbreaker. But we do get men's basketball back this week. Number thirteen. Number fourteen? Thirteen. Thirteen. Out of the top ten. Come on. This is, we're talking about your 2021-2020 national champions undefeated. <laughs> Don't with, pick us. With the two best players in college basketball, John Fulkerson and Eves Pons. Come on. Maybe Keon Johnson, too. Maybe Number 13. Three. Come on. And Santiago Vescovi. We got four. White Lightning. Beside Jordan James is going to be better. Five. You got five of the five best players in basketball. We got the Fab Five. Screw Michigan. You're bringing too much passion now. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. I'm just so excited, man. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm lobbing it up for heartbreak. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. We're you're lobbing it up for a slam dunk of a season, if you will. Yeah. But I mean, heartbreak is. We're Tennessee fans. It's common. How do I stop? But I'll take, I'll take it, I'll take it. Then I'll take that. Uh, way over what football's going through right now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. How do I 
How do I trick karma? How do I stop cheering for Tennessee in for the sake of Tennessee being better? Mm. So you think you're? you're I like, think it's me. I think it's me. I'm just kind of pissed off that they couldn't just let Florida cover. God, <laughs> we scored at 30 seconds left. What in the? I jokingly tweeted, "Bad look." I hope people didn't think I was serious. I don't. I care. thought you were dead serious. <laughs> I didn't bet on the game, so I was mad for you. I I was heartbroken. I was just mad because I'm like, if you're gonna get your ass kicked, let him cover. I'm just like, dude, that's. <laughs> well, he, he tried money. to he tried to go for two, to really seal the deal. So yeah, maybe it was Dan Mullen. God, <laughs> piece of shit. I knew I hated him. Yep. What was that ugly Jordan jacket he was wearing? Do you see it? He's trying to like. He's trying to get where people does will stop comparing him to cousin Eddie. <laughs> Is that why, he went? dude? His visors are so ugly. <laughs> he he wears the ugliest visors. He needs to go full full hat or go spur your visor at least. Yeah, just embrace the visor. Exactly. Go all out on the visor. Yeah, don't wear these half visors. These. Where it's just like a it's strip. A, it's a half of a it's a half of a hat already. And then you're going half of the visor. <laughs> stupid. And I hate Jordan Brand on football stuff. That's stupid. You yeah, are talking to a man who desperately wants Jordan golf shoes, but <laughs> But Jordan was a he was a golfer when he was He he does golf a lot. So makes more sense maybe. Right, yeah. Have you seen it? Is it him or LeBron James that has a ridiculous high school football highlight? Oh, it's LeBron James. LeBron. I didn't think Michael played football. It's stupid. That man could have been good at any anything. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's a freak. It, yeah. I hate that I went from Tennessee basketball to LeBron James. That pisses <laughs> me off. Tennessee plays Colorado on Tuesday night. Saturday, they bring Cincinnati to Thompson Bowling Arena. Then App State. The following Tuesday, Tennessee Tech. That Saturday, USC Upstate, December 22nd. And then they get into conference play at Columbia, Missouri, December 30th. Conzo Martin and Missouri had a big win over Oregon on Wednesday night, I believe. Who cares? Oregon's ranked, aren't they? Am I nuts? I don't know. They might be. I think they are. We're going to talk about, is it, is it time for college for recap? Yeah, it is. Let's do that. Because Missouri, with the largest fourth quarter comeback in school history, to beat Arkansas. I, I, we can laugh because it is, you know, what does it really mean? But Eli Drinkwitz has Missouri looking a hell of a lot better than Jeremy Pruitt has Tennessee looking right now. I think they covered too. Were they favored in that game? Yeah, I think about two and a half. Mm, they won by two. Oh, sorry, heartbroken. Sorry, glad I didn't. Glad I didn't bet on that. I lost more money. <laughs> I've had I've had a rough weekend. I didn't. Re- the Titans just crapped the bed today. I just had a money line. Yeah, I had a money line in a parlay. I told you that, and they lost it. Like for me. two, I had them in two parlays, just money line. So, yeah, not happy just... with them. I need to. So I went. If you follow the locks from uh, Wednesday and Saturday. You would have went two and one. We'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be real about it. You would have went two and one, and then if you take the shots like I always tell you to, to cover ten and a half, three and one. 
The Maverick, baby. 75%. I love it on the, the weekend. Maverick. Listen. Oh, uh, do you like the shirts? What'd they say? Mormons versus Oh, mullets. I did see that one. That was good. That was good. I didn't know they were a big mullet guy. I've so. seen two pictures or two like interviews with their players that are all wearing mullets, so I had an idea, but yeah, I wasn't I didn't know that either. Did have an idea. Um yeah, that was a big Shant fan. Maybe I'll shoot nope. Not gonna start cheering for them. I'm the kiss of death. Yeah, don't do that. I'm not <laughs> doing it. I've I have too much love and respect for Jamie Chadwell to do that. Do that to him. Washington and USC just kicked off in Pac-12 Extra After Dark. Washington State driving right now. Listen, I for one love that. Love that. A leechless Washington State? Yeah. Leechless. I like that. All right, we'll start in the top 25, recap these college football games. Uh, number 25, Louisiana Lafayette, winning in the most dumb fashion I've ever seen over App State, 24-21. Just quick kick it. Oh, so you you would never do uh, an intentional safety? You'd never give that up? From my own 30-yard 30 line? Mm-hmm. I think about it every night. <laughs> I dream about an intentional safety. From I mean, that's a Madden play. Except yeah. you didn't run around in circles to piss off your little brother. Yeah, I feel like you would do that to like run out the clock. Well, that's what I'm like. At least... Get a holding penalty or something to, and it's still going to be a safety because you did it in the end zone. But take as much time off the clock as humanly possible. You took like what 20, maybe 15 seconds off. Yeah, if I'm that quarterback, I'm pissed. He was like, I just lost 35 yards. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're going to get a safety, anyways, from the long snapper being terrible, I think he had over 100 yards rushing in that put him behind. Because he, he finished the game with 77. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Yeah, that, that was bad. Pissed. That was bad. Uh, then you have, obviously, number six, Florida, top in Tennessee, 31-19. Number one, Alabama, 55, LSU, 17. Alabama's not. I mean, yeah, Florida's definitely not going to be able to slow them down. No. Definitely not going to be able to do that. Syracuse, 21. Number two, Notre Dame, 45. Guys, take the over. Always bet the over. Lots too short. Big over guy. <laughs> Number three, Clemson, 45. Virginia Tech, 10. That over screwed me. I took it a live game, 55. 55 and a half. They scored 55. Ridiculous. I had one that I did 53. I did over 53. And I was like, or I did under 53. And I was like, oh, man, that's not going to hit. Because they scored like. There was like an 80-yard touchdown right after I did it. Oh, God. And so I was like, yeah, okay, that's... well, I'm going to go over 58. Guess what? They scored 56. That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> so yeah, that would piss me off. Yeah, I was pretty pissed. All righty. What else we got here? Number four, Ohio State 52. Michigan State 12. Did you see Ohio State's? Defensive tackle, defensive end, score touchdown? Yeah. That was nuts. That was a wild play. Did you watch the Titans today? No, I didn't get They had a big man touchdown. Did they? Nice. Nope, I did uh, cooked on a Blackstone this afternoon. I saw that. It is. It was. I was. I I saw you uh, spinning the egg. I did pretty good. And I did the little, yeah. No, I had fun doing it, first off. And it was way better than I thought 
I was going to be. It's the first time ever doing that. Cooking on the Blackstone, making fried rice, and it was delicious. It was? Yes, and I have leftovers. It was like eating at a hibachi restaurant. <laughs> I was so, full and had leftovers. You, you didn't bring any? I'm sorry. I'll do it. I'll do it There's for you. There's plenty of room on, on the TV trays. There are. We, or we could have brought in one more TV <laughs> yeah. tray to, to eat on. That's what we'll just do an entire. The next time Tennessee loses a really bad game, um, instead of listening to us talk, you'll just listen to us eat. So today we all we're, suffer together. We were at Big Lots, and Raven's like, Look at this table. It looks like something y'all could record on. I'm like, Raven. We have the best TV trade podcast in the world. Why would we need? <laughs> we don't need a. We don't need a table now. <laughs> Number five, Texas A and M thirty-one, Auburn twenty. Covered. That covered for you too, right? Who? A&M. Auburn. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. There you go. Because you got it at that was seven and a half. My one win yesterday. Nice. Nice. West Virginia six. Number nine, Iowa State forty-two. Number 10, Miami, 48, Duke, 0. If David Cutler gets fired, do we just go get him? Offense coordinator. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Baylor, 14. Number 11, Oklahoma, 27. score a point? Nope. Yikes. And Miami's defense is not good. Yikes. Number 12, Indiana, 14. Number 16, Wisconsin, 6. Indiana has turned it around since the Tax Slayer Bowl of 2020. It's crazy what happens when... when Teams play Tennessee like we go in the opposite <laughs> direction. Always. I mean, in, like I was thinking about it yesterday. Like sixteen, we beat Florida, and we're neck and neck with Texas A and M, mm-hmm. and both of those are, are in the college football playoff talk. I- Indiana in the college football playoff talk, six and one. Yeah, we beat them like what? N- not even a year ago. Not even. Not even. Number 13, BYU, 17. Number 18, Coastal Carolina, Shots, 22-17. Big win for the Shots at home. Myrtle Beach, classiest town in America, on the blue turf. I love it. With the Maverick. I'm not a big fan of colored turf. I'm a classic green guy. But if you're going to do it, do it right like Coastal and get that perfect blue. I don't even know what kind of what color blue that it's is. It's like a teal. It's, it is almost a teal, and it's beautiful. It's nice. It's almost green. It's so blue. Yeah, it's like not like Boise State where it like hurts your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Blue. Apparently, every year Boise State has a ton of dead birds because they think on the field because they think it's water and they they dive to. <laughs> but I'm like, why are they diving if they can't see? It's weird. That's awful. Yeah, I mean that's terrible. hilarious, but that's awful at the same time. Don't yeah. <laughs> uh, number fifteen, Oklahoma State twenty two, TCU twenty nine. Burn the Big Ten, the Big Twelve down. It's that's terrible. The, TCU is not good. Oklahoma State came into this year, college football playoff team. We're a college football playoff team. Shut up. Shut up. Is Chubba Hubbard hurt? I don't know. I have no clue. He didn't even play yesterday. I guess. I guess I should have done more research on that, but it looked like a real easy lock. Two and a half? That was the only lock I lost. Two and a half. Number 17, North Carolina, 49. Western Carolina, 9. Iowa. Number 19, Iowa, 35, Illinois, 21. Stanford, 31. Number 22, Washington, 26. Would Washington have beat BYU this week? People are asking. People are asking. Here's another one I almost took. I'm glad I ended up staying away. Number 23, Oregon, 17, Cal, 21. Hey, you want to be pissed off. You want to be absolutely pissed yeah, off I do. to have Oklahoma State. TCU had five turnovers. Oklahoma State had one. And one went for a touchdown. 
We all Zach Evans. You remember Zach Evans? Remember Everybody Zach Evans. remembers Zach Evans. He fumbles. They run it back for a touchdown, and they still lose by seven. We almost got. How does that even happen? We almost hired that man too. So we can be happy about that, I guess. He's terrible. <laughs> that guy played us for a raise. That guy played Tennessee for a raise. I mean, good lord. If he didn't get one there, we would have gave him one, no matter how <laughs> good he is. Oh. That's that's bad. Five turnovers. You had five turnovers and win. How happy are you if you're TCU? <laughs> Good lord. Stupid. Here's some other SEC games. I mentioned Missouri. Largest uh, fourth quarter comeback in school history. Down 20, I think. The start of the fourth quarter. And won that game 50-48. to 48. Kentucky beat South Carolina 41-18 and then just burned down the offensive staff. I don't know what happened. No clue. <laughs> That's it's amazing what happens though when it's not working you just pull the trigger. Yeah, I guess they thought they should have scored a hundred. I guess they did play South Carolina. Mm, yeah, South did Carolina play South Carolina. Bad. Yeah, so that's possible. Uh, Oklahoma State was also up twenty to nothing at one point. Landon, Landon came into this episode and was like, "How much can we piss off Caleb?" <laughs> that's not true. I lied. They were up sixteen to nothing. It's terrible, man. That is terrible. Oh, all right. Let's go to high school football. High school football. Let's do it. It's over. This is our last it time is. talking about it. It is. It is. It is. Um, congrats. Fun high, school fo- fun high school football season. Yeah, congrats to everybody who made it this far. Glad um, they got to play the state championship. Yep. Don't. All, all the way to Tech. Cookville. All the way. <laughs> the road Champions to, are made in Cookville. The road to Cookville. <laughs> um, Hopefully it will not be played there anymore. Yeah. A lot of people like it. Jesse Smithy's biggest thing is the ba- the old turf. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. bad. I just think, I want to see it travel. I know it's hard because, you know, you work out bids and contracts. But how much, like, how cool would it be? You have these great stadiums of small schools in, in Tennessee. that, And they're like, they're these they're beautiful stadiums that just don't get a ton of attention. Uh, ETSU, UTC, Austin P. You could even throw MTSU. And UT Martin has a great facility. That you could travel to all Carson these schools. Carson Newman has a nice field. Carson Newman has one. I, I don't. I think with them, you you're probably getting to the issue of like space because they just have that one side of stands. They are pretty big, but did they add? They, away they stands? have they have another side of stands. Yeah, is that fairly it, new? It's not as big, right? It, it's been there since I've been okay since I started there. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Um, I thought for some reason it used to just have one side, but yeah. So, it, but it's a little bit smaller than. Where ETSU has a full side, full side on both. UTC has Finley. That's a that's a nice facility. Um, Austin P, I believe, has stadiums on both sides. UT Martin is similar to Carson Newman's in that they have like a full home side and then a, a pretty small away side. But it's it's a good size. Like you could definitely fit. Yeah, I think two you groups could, of fans. I think it would be like more of like a high school game where the stands are, are pretty much filled. Right, and, in and, a stadium like that, I, I think that would make the experience maybe a little bit better. Yeah, because just think of playing in when we played in that um, jamboree at UT. Right, like there was just one section that was filled. Right, it just felt weird. And I mean, even if even a state championship game, you're not going to fill up more than a couple sections in Neyland. And, and it would be cool to see a state championship game in Neyland. But I agree with you. You want to match it, a cool atmosphere with with a cool stadium, and right. it's hard to do that with Neyland or Nissan. Where obviously it'd be cool to see games there, but. It wouldn't match the field. So I think if you were able to take it, all those fields I named have turf. So you don't have to worry about facilities issues. 
Um, so if you were able to make it work at, at all those, first off, you would, it would be fair to the Memphis teams who, in recent history, since I've been watching high school football up to like 2005, there hadn't been games in West Tennessee. So you'd get at least one set of games in West Tennessee. Um, and then you get to travel, you get to see new scenery. So the guys at uh, Alcoa who go to the state championship four years in a row, they get to go to new stadiums. Right. So I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun for everybody involved. Yeah, not just Tennessee Tech, where it's basically another home game for them. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, but you and you could also throw Tech in that mix of stadiums on him too. Yeah, they've got a they've got a good facility. They just it definitely needs a facelift in terms of the field. Right, because they got a nice jumbotron, um, two sides, you know, two nice set of sets of sands. Um, but yeah, I just think there's a lot of a lot of stadiums that that should be utilized. Right. Not just that, yeah, yeah. Not just tech. Nothing taking away nothing from tech. I think they've done a great job. Like, Big Golden Eagle guys here, right? In, in in terms of like hosting and everything, I think they've done a great job with that. I, I would just like to see I think, something else added. I think there's ways to make it better. Yep. I think there's ways to make it better. Uh, um. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So let's get into the state championship. So you had CPA on Thursday defeat Lipscomb Academy thirty five twenty eight. You had Davidson on Thursday defeat. Um, University School of Jackson, 53-35. You had Fayetteville with the upset over South Pittsburgh um, on Friday, 20-14. Yeah, I, I, I heard a lot of good things about that South Pitt team. I was ready to throw down on the cover. Yeah. I was ready for South Pitt to cover. Yeah, good for, good for <laughs> Fayetteville. Um, then you had Oakland, 56, Brentwood, 33, and 6A on Saturday. You had Summit, 28, Oak Ridge, 7, and 5A. Um, Summit. Really good team. They look good. They look good. Alcoa over Milan. L C O wait. Thirty five to nothing. I think Alcoa only gave up twenty points yeah. in the playoffs. It's it's I mean they that is a good that is a they've got a ton of talent and well coached. Dynasty. Yes. Um Elizabethan forty one, <laughs> Haywood fourteen and four A. Yet McCauley beat MUS forty four to nothing. My goodness. Um, then Peabody beat Meigs County 35-13 on Saturday. Congrats. All yeah, the state congrats to all those state champions. It's a very exciting time. And runner-up. I mean, there's... Did you mention Elizabethan? Yeah. They beat Haywood. Two, two in a row, right? Two in a row. Two in a row. Good for, uh, good for Sean Witten. Making his, own, making his own legacy. Yeah, good for him. Winning championships. Something Jason's never done. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it, ma- it matters. It matters the last game you play in. Okay. I mean, poor guy. He got there like right before. Yep. Or, or right, right after, after. Mm-hmm. Tennessee was. And got drafted by Dallas. <laughs> yeah, and then he had to go to Dallas, and now he's with the Raiders. My uh, they, Chris said Mullen is going to four A next year. There you go. Ooh. Good for them. Did they? I wonder if they asked to get moved up. I wouldn't blame them. Because Alco is not moving up. No, they're not. Not a chance. Not a chance. And you know what's funny? They could move up they could move up four A and be just fine. They could probably move up to five A and be just fine. They could. Not they probably wouldn't they may not win it every year like they do in three A and five A, but they'd probably be fine. You mentioned what was that stat you told me about they had twenty eight points this season came against six A teams? Yeah. So I think seventy two points were scored on them this year, and twenty eight were the three six eight teams. That is a good football team in any classification. True. <laughs> I mean, there. There's probably only two teams that can beat them, 
in the state of Tennessee. Well, yeah, may, may, yeah, and I think six A probably has some teams that would compete a lot more. Right, you wouldn't call them flat out winners, but they could compete. Yeah, Maryville and um, well, they beat Dobbins Bennett, who was right, right there with Maryville. Maryville and Oakland are probably the two teams that would probably beat. Yeah, Alcoa. I think Brentwood would probably be a good like a good matchup again. I, I think Oakland would probably beat Alcoa, but Macaulay, you know that you think Macaulay some of those like Brentwood Academy would probably. Okay, you think they give Alcoa a good run? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about so four A, four A Elizabethan, Elizabethan? I, I just haven't seen them play enough. But off the top of your head, you think Alcoa would still dominate, run the table? Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, why doesn't Alcoa move to four A? Because yeah, they're a three A school. They don't need to. Why would you? It ain't broken. Don't fix it. And it, like they would do the same thing in four A. I think they'd do the same thing in four A. They would probably do I think the same thing in five A. Playoffs would be a little bit closer. But as far as their district, yeah. be the same thing. A region now, I guess. Um, 5A, again, a lot more competitive, but you're still probably sitting there going, they won four straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They but probably they, they'd probably be a lot more competitive. Um, and, yeah, they'd be good in any classification. Right. They're a really good football team. So, uh, I mean, their record, the the Maryville and Alcoa rivalry should tell you everything you need to know about. They'd be good against and, and anybody. If, if they're moving up, then they probably have, they're going to add probably more kids. Right. And so they're probably even better. <laughs> yeah, if they didn't just voluntarily move up. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, Maryville, they moved up, right? So they're not actually... Did Maryville move up? Or is there, like, numbers... Are they a 6A They're a big school. I don't know where they stand. I can see if I can find it real okay. quick. But I... I was just curious. I think they did move up last classification. I don't know, like, this new one that's about to start next year. I don't know where they fell there. Gotcha. But I can I, I can look it up real quick while we're jumping in. Do we have any more questions that we haven't gotten to yet? Uh, that's all I had on Twitter today. You know where I think when I think Maryville moved up. You remember when they did that like Super Thirty Two of Six A teams? Mm-hmm. I think that's when Maryville moved up. Okay. I think other than that, I think they're a Six A school. So they're just not one of the largest Thirty Two schools in the state, but they are. I think still a six A school. Gotcha. Yep, I believe that's correct. Don't don't hold me to that. Yeah, that's all the questions I got. If you do have questions, feel free to drop them in. Um, we'll get to those before the end of the show. Yeah, I think that's all I got right now. You ready Sweet. to go to segments? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, Maryville High School definitely falls. I mean, they have William Blunt, Whitehaven, Bradley under them, Summit under them, Hendersonville under them. Um, it looks okay, like so they are a six A school. Yeah, um, I didn't know if they did that just to be. They're a six A, but they are one. They are definitely out of the top thirty-two. So I think that's when they had moved up. Was, okay, they're not. I mean, they're pretty close. Probably like ten outside of being five A, but they're definitely a six A school. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sorry. What were you saying about questions? Or did we get them all? Yeah. Uh, you ready to move to segments? Yeah. Let's do it. Most important of the week. Most important. I'm hoping me if I can hit this thousand dollar bet. <laughs> I'm going back to high school football. You have um, Auburn High School. This is an Alabama seven A state championship. Did you see this? Yeah. How's this not your fail? <laughs> are you are you doubling up here? Uh, yeah, I guess it could be both. <laughs> it could be both. You got to give credit to the team that won though. Right. So Auburn was up nine at Thompson twenty with a hundred with um one nineteen left in the game. 
They kneeled out of the shotgun while trying to drain the clock, went back to mid midfield, sent the punt team out. Thompson blocked it and ran it back. Got the onside kick. Um, they had two defensive uh, pass interference and then kicked the game-winning field goal to win. The first P.I. is close. Probably could have kept it. The second P.I., I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. And apparently that was going to be Auburn's first state title. Oh, that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That punter was taking his time. Yep. And they were coming. They were, they were not letting up. No, we're sending everybody. Oh, shoot. Well, I'm going to have to find my most important. I don't know what happened here. What is up with Cal? Does Cal, Coach Cal have a mullet? Coach Cal? Oh, slicking it back, baby. Also, they lost to Georgia Tech. Kentucky lost to Georgia Tech. So they're Seven, one in three? Three, I think, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> one in three. Oh, no, no, no. And his hair looks terrible. Just awful. Um, also, this sucks for Tennessee fans, but the Browns, for the first time in 13 years, will finish the season with a winning record. Nine and three. God. Why... Why do the Titans? Ah, that sucks. I just—it's my fault. I bet on them. Apparently, just money on, but I bet on them. They have their the AFC North teams. So the Bengals, the Browns, the Steelers, and the uh, Ravens—they are—they're one in three. The Titans are one in three against them, and the one win is against the Ravens. Cool. The Bengals and the Browns. How do you lose the Bengals and the Browns? Terrible. Those are they. Both of those cost me a lot of. Well, Titans didn't cost me a lot of money this time, but the Bengals one cost me like six hundred and fifty dollars. They're the only one. They all they had to do was win. Well, I I didn't lose that. That's the wager I lost. Like oh, okay, or that's the winnings I lost. Okay. That wasn't my wager. My man. No, no, no. <laughs> I, big spender over here. I did. It was a. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry guys, we're below Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a fifty dollar wager. It was that first week you got a fifty dollar free play from oh, Fanduel, okay. so I did a fifty dollars like sixteen parlay, and if they had just beat the Bengals money line, I win. Hmm. Pieces of. They almost had a come fourth quarter comeback too. Today? The Titans did today. Was, I think his finals forty one thirty five. They were down 20 going into the fourth quarter, I think. Yes. Yeah. The second half, they just came out fine. They started scoring. The Giants beat the Seahawks? Yep. It was like 17 to 12. It was 5 to nothing at one point. I was about to take that 10 and a half point spread. Yeah. I thought they'd kill them. The Seahawks were up 5 to nothing at one point. God bless. <laughs> is Saquon back? What, is he? No, that's not Saquon. Sorry. I saw a picture of. I was like, I don't know. I thought back. he was out for the season. I did too. That's why I was confused. I was like, I don't know. Is it ACL? I don't know what happened yeah, to him. I don't think so. But I thought he was out for the season. I was like, how is he playing? Gotcha. You got any more most important? No, I don't. I have one more. So, uh, did you see the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul are going to fight? Oh, they are? Yeah. It's official? In fe- February 20th. I can't wait. I'm betting Floyd Mayweather, house on Floyd Mayweather. Oh, 100%. What weight class? Logan Paul's a big dude. What weight class would he fight in? It's it's an exhibition, right? But like, what? Like, I feel like that's probably 
I mean, probably I would is think, out of his weight class. I would think like probably, possibly two weight classes. Yeah. See if I can find out what weight class he, he would fight in. Like you said, it doesn't matter since they're he's six two. Good lord. What if he does win though? There's no way. There's but no like, way. What if he does? No way. I will lose a lot of money because I am betting. The house. It says his professional. He says he's zero and one in his professional boxing record. Logan. Yeah. Oh, I guess the. He fought. JJ, Olatunje. I don't know how you say his name. And lost. Yeah. Never heard of that guy. So I haven't either. Floyd's gonna kill him. That was in 2019. Fail of the week. You got any fails? Uh, I think I do. I can go first. If yeah, you, I got to go looking, first. I'm looking for Logan Paul's weight class right now. So I'm TV Teddy is back at it. So oh, that that sorry that other guy was KSI. He's a YouTuber. Oh, so he got beat by YouTuber in 2019. Yikes. Um. So yeah, TV Teddy. Back at it. I hope he doesn't call Tennessee games because I just can't stand him. I've got bad news for you. <laughs> He's going to yeah. call every Tennessee game. <laughs> yeah. um, called a technical on Zaire Williams. So he dunks the ball. Yes. And is like trying not because he has a knee brace on. He's trying not to come down on his knee. And so kind of like stops his momentum. Mm-hmm. And then comes down and he calls a tech for hanging on the rim. Yeah. Zaire's just like, dude, my knee. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look at my knee brace. And old Teddy doesn't care. Oh, like, dude. He don't give an F about nothing. <laughs> he's terrible. How does he still have a job? I guess Bush, you can, Bush Jones has, has a that, job. That's a good point, too. I was about to say, though, you don't have to be good at officiating to... Yeah, because no one wants to do it. Officiate. Right. Uh, I wouldn't after that freaking Texas. Oh, my good God. God, that dude got... You get arrested. Um, arrested for misdemeanor assault, ten thousand dollar bond. So like that's some serious. Like what are you doing? He's also had done something. He had attacked a ref in a soccer game last spring. Like that was not his first time doing that. Good I don't know the seriousness of the soccer one. Like I don't know exactly what he did, but he went after a ref. That's terrible. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, that's a fail. Yeah, bad. That was in Texas. They and then the school, the school district. Not even like which I don't know who. I would assume Texas has a high school football association, but the school district removed the team from the playoffs. Oh wow! Yeah, seems absurd, right? I hate that because it's it's one guy making the mistake. The only thing I can think of like to make sense of it is there's been similar issues that the coaching staff hasn't taken care of. Gotcha. Like this, that right, like that's yeah, what it has to be. Yeah, if, it, if it's the first time, that's a little bit absurd. Right. But if you're like, I mean, we've been dealing with crap like this, mm-hmm. and then your coaching staff or administration has failed to act, then maybe. But, I, yeah, I, I have no clue. So I got one more. So, Louisiana, intentional safety. God, that's absurd. They had a five, <laughs> they're up five, and then went up just three. And then App State had a chance to kick a field goal to tie it. Yeah, they did, and missed a 35-yarder, right? It was, I think 25-yarder? Yeah, 25. <laughs> it was short. So bad. That's so bad. And people were like, yeah, Billy Napier is a great name. I love that right after that, South Carolina hires Shane Beamer. <laughs> God bless. 
Um, so I've got the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather information. So Floyd has fluctuated between 130 and 154. Before his fight against that KSI dude, he weighed 199.4. He had to come in under 200 pounds. Dang, so he's over. he's got 50 pounds on him. Yep. Someone said the difference in weight classes between Mayweather and Paul will make it difficult for the bout to take place. For the what? For the fight to take place. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess there has to be a weight class you fight in. I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough about boxing. What does it matter? Yeah, you'd think if they both agreed to the terms. But, they, you know, Floyd's team may want him to sign that he has to be, like, under X amount of pounds. And if Paul doesn't get there, the fight could get canceled. Hmm. If I'm Logan Paul, I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting out of that. So they're saying Logan Paul will have to trim down to between 147 and 154. That fight ain't happening. 40 pounds? Yeah, that ain't happening. I mean, he's going to have no energy whatsoever. Because he's already like, like he's a he's a like, big dude. He's, yeah, six, he's like 6'2". Yeah, I think he was 6'2". That yeah, that's hard to just be 150 at 6'2". Yeah. And have some kind of muscle mass. Right. That's a bit. So who see? We'll see if it happens. Yeah. So who announced that it was happening? Like Mayweather came out and said he'd do it. I don't know. I saw it on SportsCenter. Gotcha. Oh, this is updated in September of 2020. So this isn't. This isn't like the same. This isn't really about it. It was just saying. Gotcha. They were they were talking about it. Let's see if I can for a while. So yeah. I was about to find anything before I leave your your house tonight before we get out of here. Um, I don't have anything else, guys. Appreciate y'all listening. As as always. Um. Hopefully Tennessee gets to play Vanderbilt, and then hopefully Harrison Bailey starts. Yeah, and hope, hopefully we get basketball season in. Yes, oh god, please starts please Tuesday. Big expectations. Yep, guys, thanks for tuning in to the best TV trade podcast in the world. We're right. bringing the boat in, and we out.